Hey, you. Yeah, you. You and your depression. You and your fear. You and your regret. You and your shame. Yeah, you and the guilt. Yeah, you and your failure. Hey, you. Yeah, come here. What are you just going to stand there for? Why are you just going to stay in all of Club Zero and what Club Zero has to offer you? It's nothing. It's fool's gold. You need to break out right now. This is Alex Griggs telling you to break out of Club Zero, break out of your fear, break out of your depression, break out of your anxiety, break out of your failure, and become what God has called you to be. It's Alex Griggs of the Club Zero Show telling you to break out and break out now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Alex Griggs and the Club Zero Show. Uh, we are going to be wrapping up uh, a series called Fear. And so if you haven't checked out segment one, it's up there. And I'm just basically describing fear and, and stuff like that. Segment two is specifically on the fear of man. And, um, you know, today we're going to talk about silencing your fears and, you uh, here on the show with me today, I have a, a special friend of mine uh, from years ago. Um, now that's not O L D, that's O L E. Okay, so don't don't get the spelling wrong. But anyway, <laughs> uh, making sure everybody knows this is Sister Lillian Blair doing the show, helping us talk about silence and your fears. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Alex, it's going great. Hey, everybody out there. Uh, this is this is going to be awesome. By the way, guys, this is take five. So just 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 uh, just bear with us here, okay? Now we're talking about silencing your fears. I am in Second Timothy uh, chapter one, verses six and seven, where it says, "Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God." So when the apostles in the old in the New Testament in the book of Acts would go around praying for people, what they would do is they would lay their hands on them and pray. And the prayer of faith combined with the spirit and the anointing of God that was on them would 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 transfer and the Holy Ghost would be outpoured on the people that, that believed and, and actually received the Spirit of God. So it was it was it was a gift of Almighty God through the transferring of faith, belief. So now what Paul is saying is that you have you have this gift inside of you. You have the Holy Ghost and fire inside of you. And it is time that you stir up that gift, um, which was transferred by the putting on my hands. Now watch this very carefully. In verse 7, it says, For God is not giving us a spirit of fear. So this gift is not supposed to, to, to make you know scared or, or fearful, but it's supposed to give you power, that for power, authority, and love. And the, and I love the last part, a sound mind. In other words, a mind to be able uh, to to process things and and, and and to be able to keep everything organized and and not get overwhelmed and 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 and, and for and perplexed excuse me for the the interruption there so this is this is what what paul is telling timothy and he's reminding timothy of these things and with me
Hey guys, we're back and we were talking about uh, Timothy and, and how Timothy, uh, he's reminding him these things. You know, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you a, a power and love and a sound mind. And so joining us on the show is Sister Lillian and we're going to get Sister Lillian to describe one specific event in which she has had fear. What was it? And and what was it holding her back from? This is going to be a very interesting story for Sister Lillian. And we want to say thank you for sharing. Well, thank you, Alex, for having me. I appreciate that. Um, it's interesting. Very interesting story. Uh, first of all, just let me say that, let me start with saying that I've always loved helping people. And my comfort zone has always had me on the sidelines. I know that was part of the beginning of your um, your intro there was talking about how, you know, people would sit on the sidelines and they would stay there and they would be comfortable. Well, I had fallen into that same thing and I thought, well, you know, I'm serving God. I'm doing the things that I should do and, and I'm comfortable being a help to someone else. But God started dealing with me about teaching. He had just put that thought in my mind one day I was at home and I'd been in prayer and I was studying my Bible and um, I love to do that. Just, just reflect on the Lord and his word when I'm by myself. It's just my favorite times to be with God. It's just those times, but or some of my favorite times. Um, anyway, he had just thrown this in my mind. I want you to teach. And immediately <laughs> my fear kicked in because I do not consider myself a teacher ever. I've um, never felt comfortable having that responsibility of conveying the word of God um, as a teacher to someone. I could witness to anyone. I could talk to anyone. I was, I was fine with that. But to have that level of responsibility to be able to convey God's word in the way that he wanted was not something I was comfortable with. And to be honest, um, you know, there are moments when I'm still not comfortable with it. But anyway, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. He said he wanted me to teach. And immediately I said, no. <laughs> I said, no, um, I'm not a teacher. And, you know, God being the loving God that he is and patient and kind, it wasn't mean about it or anything like that, but he just repeated himself. He's persistent like that. And um, says, I want you to teach. And I'm like, surely, surely you're not talking about me, God. You know, I don't know anything about teaching. I'm not comfortable being in, in front of a crowd of people. I, I want to help in other ways. I'll be a support system. I'll do anything you want me to do, but I don't think you really are calling me to teach. And I was wrong because he did not let this go. And I wiggled and squirmed with this idea and fought God on it, literally, for a period of about four years. I, I tried to run from it. I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't God speaking to me. This is just some random thought that I don't know where it's coming from, but you know, surely, surely not. He's, he doesn't mean me. I'm not a teacher. Well, it's interesting 
how God will position you in a place to where you can't deny that it's God speaking to you. And to give you an example of that, um, I had moved, my husband and I had moved to our, our church. We had moved where we were going to church at to the town where we lived in at the time. My husband thought that it was God's will for our life to be down there where we lived because um, it's easier to reach people where where you live. And that was before all this technology came out like we're doing now. But anyway, I went there and I didn't tell my husband that God had told me he wanted me to tell my pastor that God had wanted me to teach. I did not tell my former brothers and sisters that God had wanted me to teach. I didn't tell my new church family that God had wanted me to teach. And and we're back. Um, you know, Anchor and the unscheduled breaks are very, very consistent. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, um, you know how it is. Um, but this is Alex Griggs, Club Zero. Uh, we do have Sister Lillian Blair on the line. Go ahead and say hey one more time, Sister. Hey. Hey, everyone. And, and she was talking about not having moved to another city, going to another church, and how God was dealing with her about you need to be a teacher you need to teach well she fought that for about four years and she was talking about how God can clearly confirm that he's speaking with you and so she was setting up the stage where even though she moved to another town um, she didn't tell her husband that you know God wanted me to teach she didn't tell her former church hey God wants me to teach and she didn't tell her pastor of her new church and or her congregation that she was at at the time that she moved that God wanted me to teach. And she was set up right there. And I'm going to let Sister Lillian just kind of jump right back in there. Hey, Alex. Um, yeah, I fought him for four years. And not only did I not tell my church family or pastor, but I didn't even tell my my family my my blood relatives I didn't even tell my children my mom no one I did not tell a soul because I didn't want anybody to know that I was fighting God I guess <laughs> um, I just didn't really I, I don't know what I needed I guess I just needed that kick in the head and I got it let me just tell you the Lord absolutely set it up in such a way that um, I was sitting on my deck one afternoon and um, like I said I, I had been praying and reading my Bible and all this stuff and God had been dealing with me and in love the Lord had dealt with me in love this whole time and he actually set it up to where a sister that I had not spoke with in probably two years at least who is someone that I trust very much and I know she has a very close relationship with God and God has given her dreams and visions and I know this to be true because 
I had already known about this particular sister, but I also know that it's true because of what happened next. What happened next was when she called me up, and I hadn't spoke to her in a couple years at least. She said, Sister, I just have to tell you that God uh, gave me a dream about you last night. And I said, oh, good, I guess. What was it about? (laughs) And she said, something about teaching. Do you know anything about that? And I literally just sat there on the deck outside of my house and hung my head and shook my head. (laughs) And I said, yes, sister. Yes, sister. I, I know what that means. And when that happened, I looked up towards the heavens and I said inside my head, okay, God, now you've got my attention and I know it's you. There's no doubt. You have used someone that I trust who I never spoke to about this ever and you have confirmed out of the voice a human voice that I could actually hear an audible voice as someone that I love and trust and that I know loves you that you want me to teach and I will and I don't know how this is going to happen because I'm not a teacher Lord but I'll do it and when I did that Um, it was amazing about that fear that had a hold of me. It was like once I submitted to agree to be inside of the will of God, I'm not going to say that all of my fears went away and struggles, but I will say that a huge burden lifted off of me to just be submissive to what God wanted me to do and to address it and to know for a fact that it was God. That was huge. And God immediately spoke to my mind and said something like this, and and it's not verbatim, but it was, if you knew how to teach, I wouldn't have picked you. Because you question your ability to teach it's going to glorify me and it won't be about you and I understood at that moment that he was going to qual he was going to teach me how to teach but it wasn't to glorify myself and that fear that I was dealing with was all kinds of things it was probably pride you know because I didn't know how my words would come out and I wasn't sure you know I was afraid of of looking crazy and not knowing what I was talking about and I didn't want that level of responsibility of conveying the word of God in the wrong way I mean I do have so much reverence for the word of God I want it to be whatever comes out of my mouth to be right I don't want to do anything wrong but as humans God knows that as long as we're willing he'll give us the words and long story short he did exactly that um he you know I'm not a, a 
motivational speaker or anything like that, but he, I don't go around and, and teach big seminars or anything like that, but as the spirit of God leads me and as people who are hungry for the, the things that God has put on my heart to teach. And he has given me a very specific ministry, um, to teach a Bible study that deals with conquering shame and it's all about forgiveness and things like that. And he absolutely gave me all of the tools necessary, first of all, by allowing me to go through this Bible study, which was life-changing and still is for me. It's a, it's a constant um, evolutionary process. I, it's not evolutionary, but you know what I mean. It's... Um, we're constantly evolving as we grow in God and we're constantly learning and to bring it back around to the spirit of fear. He took that spirit of fear away from me. Whenever I committed myself to it, he absolutely gave me empowerment, which is where the next part of uh, second Timothy verses six through seven uh, comes in in chapter one you know he has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind and this scripture in particular is so important to me and one that I hang on to because it just hits home with me he empowered me he empowered